Hey, welcome to the After Church Podcast, where we take what you hear on Sunday and help apply it to our lives on Monday. I'm your uh, co-host, Trey Bailey, and today I'm going to be joined by our South Campus Director, Stephanie Akiyama, and our East Associate Pastor, Kurt Petersheim. And we're just going to be digging into the second week of Colossians, Christ in You, Colossians 1, uh, verse 15 through 23, talking about the Christ Hymn, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more in just a few minutes. We're going to answer those discussion questions, and I hope you're able to answer those with us as we go along. All right, let's jump in the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the After Church Podcast. Uh, we are in week two of Colossians, and this week I'm joined by Stephanie Akiyama. Yes. Hey, Stephanie. Hello, guys. And, of course, Kurt Petersheim. Hi there. So enthusiastic. <laughs> uh, Sorry. So, a... Well, look, so so uh, we're excited to be in week two. We had a really cool scripture to cover, uh, and I'm going to actually read the that in just a second. But before we do, we just want to catch up from from last week and what we were talking about. So, Kurt, you preached uh, last Sunday at the East Campus, yeah. and you can maybe give us just a real quick recap. But tweet it out for us. Tweet, tweet it out. What we talked about. 160 characters. Sure, go for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so last week was really, so Colossians 1, 1 through 14, and we just looked at the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. And what is the gospel really? Kind of who is the gospel? It's Jesus. Um, that the gospel is us in Christ, Christ in us as our life and the fruit that he bears through us as he produces that life and kind of works that out, you know, in us and through us in love. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just the center, really. That's the center of the gospel, and Paul kind of opens the letter up with right. that. For yeah, us last no, week, it was so. a good intro to it. And I know uh, even in that message you uh, kind of maybe talked a little bit about, but also hinted towards that it's a life change, too, that goes right. with that, uh, leading right. a life worthy of this calling. Yeah. Right. And the more we walk through the letter, that just kind of brings it out more practically as he as he goes. Yeah. Um, and so this week we're going to concentrate yeah. then on uh Colossians 1, 15 through 23 for the most yeah. part. Yeah. But uh we'll we'll spend a good bit of time there in this poetic or hymn, old Christian mm-hmm. hymn potentially yes. of 15 through I think it's 20 uh right. maybe through maybe the hymn 20, part I think through 20. 20. Yeah, through yeah. 20. And maybe yeah. Paul's yeah. commentary starting in 21. Yes. But anyway, like uh this Sunday since you're um Stephanie's part of our our preaching team, uh she helps write all the messages, helps write all the messages, all, but yeah. <laughs> helps write <laughs> Some. the messages. Um we all participate in writing of the messages yeah. and then they kind of go through a gauntlet of uh uh, critique and criticism <laughs> with each other, and we chop them apart, and you know it's like bearing your baby to iron sharpening iron. <laughs> right. That's all it is. Uh, that's exactly right. It's a little insider baseball, I guess, just to to let you know that that's that's what we do is we write messages together here at Eastridge, yeah. and then so Stephanie kind of led point uh, on this message, uh, Colossians one fifteen through twenty three. Yeah. So what are maybe the three big points we're going to pull out of Sunday's? Yeah, message? it is. It's so beautiful just to sit down and read these uh, verses, this this last part of mm-hmm. Colossians 1. Um, it is very poetic, and it's very, it is called the Christ hymn by some theologians. Mm-hmm. And, and what we're going to find in here is that Christ is all-sufficient. He is supreme, He is sufficient, and mm-hmm. He is Savior. And we're going to see that He's supreme over everything. Mm-hmm. And He is sufficient for all of our needs, mm-hmm. and He's our Savior. Yeah. And uh, it's just beautiful. Yeah, three S's yeah. too. That's, That's very exactly good. right. Alliteration. <laughs> so, there we so go. So Baptisty yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden. There's three points and a and a poem. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just wanted to kick us off then today, as we you know we're going to dig in and and part of part of what we're trying to do in this series is to encourage you and, and mm-hmm. we want to help you and do this with you 
but actually read the Bible together um, out loud, uh, read it in our homes together. Uh, And so just to kick this podcast off, I wanted to read this this poem part, and then I'll do Paul's commentary, 21 through 23, just to kind of cover it and and give us a foundation for the rest of our conversation. So if you would stand for the reading, no, I'm I'm kidding, don't do that. Here it is, 1 Colossians, uh, Colossians 1, 15. He, and this he every time is going to be Christ, so... Mm -hmm. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers. All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. And then Paul goes on to say, And you who were once estranged and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his fleshly body through death, so as to present you holy and blameless and irreproachable before him provided that you continue securely established and steadfast in the faith without shifting from the hope promised by the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven. I, Paul, became a servant of this gospel. Yeah, mm. Man, so good. And the, the, the rest of uh, uh, Colossians 1, which we don't really talk about a whole lot this week, but it's where we get the Christ in you part. It's that right. language of Christ being in you, yeah. Christ alive in you. Yes. Um, and so, man, just when you hear this scripture, like what, what does it do? How does it, how does it land on you? Uh, it just, it gives me peace. It gives me, like, I just want to glorify him. I want to, I want to thank him. I want to mm. just uh, align my life around him because he is supreme. He's mm. over everything. He, and that's been given to us. Yeah. Like what a gift that that has been given to us. And I think that it changes the way that we live our lives when we know yeah. mm. n- not just a, a little eensy weensy savior has been given to us, but, <laughs> but Christ who's in all and over all and through whom everything has been created and for whom everything has been created. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think worship is the response it should be. Yes. I think that's what Paul was going for. Um, this is a unique passage in Paul's letters. I mean, uh, we I think we said last week, Colossians and Ephesians have a lot of similarities mm-hmm. to them. Um, mm-hmm. And Colossians is kind of the more succinct, in a lot of ways, more succinct version of Ephesians. But this passage, it doesn't have a parallel even in Ephesians or any mm-hmm. other letter that Paul writes to this level of what we call Christology. Right. Just who is Jesus? Who is Christ? And just pulling these things out that he is the supreme creator of all, like through whom, for whom, like everything's made by him and for him, you know, and kind of that that picture of like, and for us being part of that creation, like yeah. we're made for him, mm-hmm. we're made for him mm-hmm. to know him, and we are made through him, um, like you said, being sufficient for us, not just who we are as his creations, but our our our, our purpose and our salvation, of right. course. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you just read a passage like that, you hardly have to preach it. You know, right? You just can read it. Just go. Let's go to El Charo. You yeah. Know? Like that was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And Jesus is amazing. And I want to worship him. Yeah. So. yeah. so coming out of our conversation from last week, um, where we were kind of setting up is that maybe in the context of which 
Colossians is written to the people of Colossae. There mm-hmm. was some philosophy or some teacher right. who was maybe saying, okay, maybe Jesus, or maybe, or definitely Jesus, but Jesus and something else. Like you need something yeah. else. Maybe you need to right. worship some other kind of thing or things and um, empty philosophies, I think he calls them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that must be the reason that this Christ hymn right. is thrown in right here to right. kind of go, all right, <laughs> this really says, yeah. this is all you need. Let's get he, this straight from the outset. That's exactly you know, right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. later on in Colossians, he, he's gonna, we're, we're going to flesh out the practicalities of it. Okay, mm-hmm. all of this. So now what do we do? Like, what do we right. do with this information? And it helps to know who that's coming from, right? Like right. If, if a friend of mine told me, go clean your room, I'm like, whatever. But if my dad tells me to go clean my room, it's like, oh, my dad's asking, yeah. you know what I mean? And so it, it, so these things that he's asking us to do later on in Colossians, Paul's setting up, this is who this is coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so do yeah. it. And, and that passage too reminds me of John, the gospel of John, mm-hmm. when I read it. Um, there's a few places in the New Testament where we get these awesome little passages about the deity of Christ. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, John 1, Hebrews 1 has a couple of verses in there, yeah. Colossians yeah. 1, Philippians 2. Yes. Um, a few different places where it's like very clearly, I want to let you know that Jesus is God. Right. Um, John 1, because it's the same idea. I think John, as he writes his gospel, he wants to... He's opening up the gospel and he wants to share these stories about Jesus, right? And the, some of the miracles he did and the, and the reason that he begins his gospel the way he does, the same as Paul in Colossians, is to go, I, I, I want there to be no mistaking who I'm talking about as we go through exactly. this gospel exactly. to hear these stories. Here's, here's what John says. Um, I know this is part of our, our messages um, that, we're, that we're preaching this week is, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, He was with God in the beginning. Through Mm -hmm. him, almost the same thing Paul says here, through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. And then he he goes on to say even more, the the word became flesh in verse 14. Just this idea of, man, we're not just talking about an ordinary guy here. There's going to be a lot of stories in the Gospel of John that he's a pretty normal guy, but Make no mistake, <laughs> yes. know, this this person with flesh who does die on a cross, right? And this is God, yeah, that we're talking about. And and you you referenced even just a second ago Hebrews. I want to, yeah. I mean, there's, there's yeah, a reading please. scripture here. Let's just jump in. <laughs> You're doing it, yeah. Hebrews one, uh, just one through three, it, it just starts out so beautifully. This same thing about proving that Christ is mm-hmm. indeed that Christ, being um, anointed one, Messiah. Uh, that Christ, the one they talked about, would come in the Old Testament. This, yeah. this Messiah would come. This King would come, and He finally has come. And so then we we hear um, this letter to the Hebrews, where the writer says, "Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. Yeah. And now in these final days, He has spoken to us through His Son. God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance, and through the Son, He created the universe." And the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And yeah. he sustains everything. Kind of that's very similar language. <laughs> yeah. He sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. And when he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down at the place of honor, at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that mm-hmm. the sun is greater than, far greater than. And he'll right. then go on to talk about all kinds of things. All the that, things. Yep. That, yeah. that, that Jesus is greater than. But Man, just to know that Christ is the radiance, like he yeah. he is the uh, the visible image 
right. of the invisible God, yeah. as right. Paul writes in Colossians. If, if you want a couple other, uh, Philippians 2, 5, um, 2 Corinthians 4, 6, one of my favorite verses too, where he says that God has let his light shine, the glory of God in the face of Christ, mm. right? Almost mm. the same as like what Hebrews says yeah. there. Just a couple other passages that's just like, if you want to kind of do a little study through the New Testament of, is Jesus really God? Or go to Revelation and right. see that he's called the Alpha and Omega. Yeah. You know, and he, like this vision that John has of him at the beginning of eyes glowing and feet like burnished bronze and, you know, <laughs> robe dipped in blood. This is like, this is, this is God. There's nothing yeah. better. Yeah. Nothing so better. amazing. Yeah. So to, to, like, okay, wonderful. That might help me worship a little better. <laughs> that might be, but why is it important, right? Like, why are yeah. we thinking that this is so important that the people of Colossae hear it? and mm-hmm. sing about it. And why is it so important then for us today? Like, why is it important that, I mean, what some people might be reading this and going, yeah, of course, Jesus is God. That's no big deal. <laughs> but how does that apply to my life? Like, what does it mean to me? Right. Yeah. Knowing this um, helps us to prioritize our whole life. Mm. It helps us to know yeah. uh, what, what what to do for entertainment. It helps us to know what to, how to steward our money, mm-hmm. how to parent, yep. um, how to spouse, how to friend. It helps us to know how to do that and how to do it well. And when we listen to him, he says some things and asks us to do some things. And as a new creation mm-hmm. in Christ, we're created to do things differently than the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes it's hard. Mm-hmm. But if we know who's asking and if we center our lives around him, then it's, it's, it's good mm-hmm. and it's beneficial. Um, just knowing who he is and, and living our lives based on that. Mm. So we would, call, we would call this first part theology. Right. right? Like, <laughs> how um, we think about God. Yeah, how we think about God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in, uh, in, in some of the notes you wrote for the message, uh, you had this great line at the beginning, I thought, and, and you'll hear it on, on Sunday as well. Um, what we believe is how we act, right? Exactly. Like how, yeah. what we exactly. Believe. So why make that application to Christ? Yeah. So to so if we believe in Him, if we believe that He is Lord of our life, if we believe that He is sufficient for everything that we need, if we if we believe that He is our Savior, then we look to Him for our needs. Mm. We don't look to the world. We don't look to who's in the White House. We we look to Him mm. to meet our needs. We look to Him to gu- to guide us. Mm-hmm. What? Where do I go next? What? What job? Yeah. What college? What? Who do I marry? Like we look to him um, because if we believe that he is who this says that he is, Mm -hmm. then he is our Lord. And we submit everything to him, all Mm. of it, Mm. and allow him to lead us in it. Yeah. Mm. And and gosh, I just think, okay, if I'm made by him, for him, and purchased by his own blood, what does he not have say over in my life? Exactly. (laughs) Like... (laughs) He owns me, exactly, and I'm His. And two, I'm thinking. So you use the word sufficiency and supremacy. So as I was looking at this too, and just thinking, okay, how do we, how do we communicate? Like, why, why does Paul write this this way? And then uh, it's almost kind of weird to me a little bit of like, okay, we got this whole supremacy of Jesus part, and then he goes into the the cross and the bloodshed. Mm. And it was just kind of like, why? Why did he go straight there? It seems like he skipped something. I don't know. Right. To me, it was almost like he's God and he died on a cross. And I was like, well, there's a middle part. I mean, he became, you know, all that stuff. Right. And I was like, here's what I think Paul's aiming at here is he's, he's trying to connect supremacy and sufficiency, yeah. right? He's going, his supremacy upholds the sufficiency, right? He is sufficient because he's supreme. 
right? right? The death that he died mattered because he's God, mm-hmm. right? Right. The death of that person on that cross that day, if it's just any other guy, right? If he's just even if he's just a good teacher, even mm. if he's a prophet, maybe, right? If it was an angel, like whoever, whatever this teacher was teaching that Jesus was, like he was something, but probably he was teaching probably he's something less than probably mm. God, and so Paul is going. It, if he's anything less than God, then that cross, we we can put no stock in that. Right. Mm-hmm. But because he's actually the one that this hymn says he is, that mm-hmm. Paul is saying is, that John is saying is, author of Hebrews says he is, you know, that Jesus himself said he was, if he's really God, then that death is supremely sufficient yeah. forever. Yeah. And Absolutely. so we can put stock in it and we yes. can stand on it and right. know that whatever sin I've committed, whatever thing I'm, whatever, right. it is sufficient. Yeah. Jesus is sufficient for me. However foreign that would have sounded to these people who were who were Christians, but trying to add something else to it. Yeah. And maybe it was other philosophies or other gods. No other God gave himself up or herself up <laughs> right. for yeah. their people. Yeah. That God wanted yeah. something from those people yes. all the time. That's it. Right. right. Mm-hmm. You're, you're there for my bidding, not watch me sacrifice myself for you yeah. if they are supreme and they are right. sufficient. Well, they can't be savior, yeah. like, right. not like Jesus right. has done. To really shed real human blood, you know, to be that God and then to condescend to right. be human I and mean, then to and the fact that all of it was yeah. so that it applies to us, yeah. <laughs> so that we receive the benefits. That we are reconciled. Is That's his exactly word, right. right. Yeah. We receive the benefits, and so, like, when we apply that, like, we we have within us the power to to forgive. Yeah, we have within us the power to overcome that addiction. Yeah. We have within us, because it's Christ in us, mm-hmm. the hope of glory, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's him. The supreme one. Yes. <laughs> he didn't us. send some, some yeah. minion, you know, yeah. to, to be with us. He himself yeah. is in us, yeah. uh, which is a mystery. Paul even says, uh, this is Paul. Paul says it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. But it's a mystery, but it's true. Yeah. And that all of that applies to us. Mm. Yeah. And so what we're going to get to in this message, I know, and one of the points of it, and uh, I think this might be even a Louis Giglio saying, or it's going to be a version of it <laughs> to some degree, <laughs> but is uh, to match our language would be Christ is everything yeah. in me, changing everything, right? Yeah. So that's hopefully an easy thing yeah. for people to remember. But this this Christian hymn, this passage here, 15 through 20, and yeah. the, the commentary there in 23, is that Christ is everything. Yeah. In me, like he is everything, supreme, yeah. sufficient, everything. And he's in me and he's changing everything. Yeah. yeah. And Paul kind of answers that at the very end here for us, what we're talking about in 23, where he just says, um, and I, Paul, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. Yeah. Yeah. And so have we. Like yeah. we are those same people as Paul to go and proclaim God, that Christ is everything in yeah. me, changing everything. I think yeah. of this too. I think about. Honestly, I just got goosebumps. But I was just thinking about <laughs> Paul in jail writing this. He's in jail writing this. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and again, hearing from our discussion last week, kind of hearing about the Colossians faith. He's starts it off, I'm rejoicing over your faith, and I love the fact that you, you love the Lord and all that. Mm-hmm. But clearly he's heard some of the teaching too, so he's he's ang- he's got angst in there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I'm just picturing him in prison going, I need them to know this. Yeah. Like they're going to, the, the, the gospel, the feet of the gospel are being cut out from under them. Mm. If Jesus isn't supreme, if right. he's not really God, please know this. So it's like, I have to write that first. Like that's got to be the first <laughs> thing they know. Yeah. Anyway, I just, you know, I'm always trying to think back like, 
Paul's mindset on things as he's writing that and yeah, yeah mm-hmm. just how passionate he was. And verse 23 does bring that out. Like, man, I'm I'm his servant because that's who he is. And I want you to know this. Mm-hmm. This is the gospel that you heard. And yeah. it's nothing less than this. And yeah. he's nothing less right. than this. Yeah, That's good. And we were talking about priorities a minute ago. Um, and if he is supreme, if he is sufficient, if right. this hymn is true and he yeah. is our savior, then our, our, the way in which we order our lives should reflect that. Right. Yeah. And uh, you had brought up a great uh, Tozier quote that I think really just sums it up. You know, when we're trying to figure out um, where do I put this in my life? How does it, <laughs> yeah. oh, man, I really got to get my work done. And then, oh, but right. I got to make sure for family time. And we got to compartmentalize all these things, right? Well, yeah. I got to make a living. I got to do this stuff. And Tozier says, when, when God is exalted to the right place in our lives, a thousand problems are solved all at once. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, we just get Christ in that place where it's, we're in Christ. And right. Christ is in us. Yeah. And he is everything. Right. We get that right. So many other things are yeah. then settled because they just become second. That's the best. reason pretty much every letter of Paul <laughs> begins with some deep theology. Yeah. And then goes really practical. But right. it starts with, please know who he is. You yes. Know? Like, it's very Paul how he yes. writes. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I think the three of us really love the theology part, and we could probably talk about that a lot mm. more and a lot longer. Um <laughs> But I do want to get to the discussion questions because we've yeah. got several, and, and I think we did also maybe yeah. uh, commandeer some of these from from Louis Giglio's mm-hmm. uh, study Colossians. on Colossians. And mm-hmm. so, if uh, if you've done that study and you're like, wait a minute, those sound exactly the same, they may be exactly the same. I'm not even mm-hmm. sure, but um, here's at least a version of some of those questions. <laughs> and again, if you're watching along with us, uh, and if you want to use these in your growth group or family time, or if you're doing it even for your personal uh, reflection, I'm going to read the question just like it's written, and we'll pause for just a brief second. And then you guys have your shot at answering it. But that that way you can push pause and, you know, answer it for yourself and maybe your growth group and then pick yeah. back up and uh, go to the next question. So first discussion question for today. Why do you think it matters that all things were made by and for Jesus? Because in the psalm or in the, in the song, um, it does say that all things, uh, verse 15, they were created. He's supreme over creation. And through him, God created everything. So if Christ did right. create everything, we're going to ask the question, why does it matter um, that everything was made by and for Jesus? Pause. Go ahead. Hey, I think it, um, to go back to John 1 again, where he says, nothing was made except through him, right? Like mm-hmm. he's making this very clear point. Mm-hmm. Everything that has been made was made through him. And, and Paul says... Um, you know, all things, that that means everything. Mm-hmm. And so to me, just the simple answer is Jesus is not one of those things, right? Yeah. Jesus is not made. Right. Yeah. So he, maybe he has not been made. He has not been created. So he, you can't create right. everything if you yourself were created, right? Yeah. So um, dig in just a second on that, because I know um, a couple of different translations and we'll be using the NLT primarily to preach from. Mm-hmm. You might be using the NIV Old NIV. All right, so your NIV is going to say he was <laughs> yeah. the firstborn, firstborn of creation, and yeah, yeah, yeah. the NLT won't quite use firstborn, but yeah. it, but it shows up again it, later in the in that song because yeah. it's firstborn of yeah. death, yeah, yeah, which yeah. would yep. be resurrection. Right. right. So if he's the firstborn of creation, firstborn sounds like he's yeah. the first kid of God. Right. Is that not what's happening? What? So firstborn in this sense, firstborn really has two. I mean, it can mean literally you were born first, mm-hmm. um, or it can mean really just a place of preeminence. I think preeminence is a good word there. Explain um, that word, though, then. So preeminence just means first place. I think the okay. what you read is said first place, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah. preeminence just means I'm in charge, I'm first, I am supreme over this, gotcha. yeah. right? And so as the firstborn child of a family would be like, I am the 
I am the heir of all things for one, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, Ephesians 1 says this as well. Jesus is the heir of all things. God has put all things under his feet, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that is, yeah. um, he, he has first place preeminence, yeah. not yeah. that he was created first. It never says that. Right. Um, right. Jesus is uncreated. Right. A good thing to point out, though, because that was a whole heresy. The Arian, right. Arian heresy yeah. right. comes from that where you know, Jesus, uh, Jesus is God's first son, like a created mm-hmm. being rather than always there with him. Yes. And the, the firstborn language too, I think shows up in, uh, Psalm 89. I think it is somewhere in the Psalms right in there about mm-hmm. David being the firstborn. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a, a, a kingly language, right? Like right. you'll be the firstborn that will inherit yeah. and have all the sovereign powers right. and all that. So that's and a Lincoln, quick distinction, born. too, with the born and begotten, even, right? So we, we talk about Jesus being the only begotten Son of God. Yeah. Um, that being the idea of, like, emanating from the Father forever, right? right. Eternally begotten. Um, you want something deep to read on this? Jonathan Edwards' Trinity on the uh, essay on the Trinity. Jonathan Edwards' essay on the Trinity. It's a short read. It's like 10 pages. Um, but it it's fantastic. <laughs> you, you say it's a short read. You gave it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it it's a short, deep read. But yeah. It's a thick read. Um, Have your dictionary ready. Yeah, it's like eating like 100% dark chocolate. Um, but yeah, it's he, he has some great thoughts on just what does that mean? Like begotten, not born, but right. begotten from all eternity. Yeah. Always having emanated from the Father. I think 2 Corinthians 4, 6, again, is a good, like the radiance of God and the glory yes. in, the face of, in the face of Christ. Right. So, so yeah. we were saying, why is it important? What, why does it matter? that all things were created for him and by him. Yeah. Anything to add? And I, I just think that one of the things that's simple that we can look at is, is say, okay, if he created everything, <clears throat> he knows how it ought to work. Like <laughs> he, yeah. he knows how it ought to work. He, he created yes. us. Yes. And so when he, um, when he asks us um, to steward our lives in a certain way, mm-hmm. it's like, we can go rogue and it never works out. Like, and then we wonder like, God, where are you? This didn't work out. And he's like, yeah, if you'd have read the manual, <laughs> like <laughs> you just listen to me, like I am the creator. Yeah. And so I know how life should work and that the goal is him. Like mm-hmm. he is the end goal because mm-hmm. everything was made for him. Yeah. So everything points to him. I remember like the, uh, the Piper quote, um, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. And so it's it's like a win-win situation, right? God gets glory. We get satisfaction. Yeah. So as we put our satisfaction in him, which and and we receive satisfaction from glorifying him, like I just think it it's a win-win situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that's the, the why it matters. Right. But then let's just say, all right, what does Jesus have control over in your life then? Okay, <laughs> and, and, oh, in my life it does personally. matter, but personally, oh, really? what, what is he, what is he, my mail now. What is he in charge of? Yeah, well, he is in charge of everything, right? right. I mean, he is supreme over all things. Yep. Now, do I practically live that out every day? No. Right, <laughs> right. Um, I, I don't think any of us do. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously there is nothing, like we said before, there's nothing off limits to him, mm-hmm. should be. And as Christians, again, we look to him as your your God, your Lord, you're not just Savior, mm-hmm. you're Lord, and you're right. God of my life. And everything is should be, ideally, submitted to him and his yeah. lordship over us. Right. Um, yeah, all right, so yes, should be. Should be. What we're going to do here is we're going to run, we're going to run these two, que- these next two questions together. Yeah. yeah. So really is what, what does... Christ have authority over in your life? And then what are some of the difficult things to give Christ authority Mm -hmm. over in your life? As if you have that ability, there's certainly some free will involved here where we do have the ability to quench the spirit and to to grieve the heart of God. And so, you know, apart from, yeah, these things are what's supposed to be, what are the hard things to 
Is well, that there's control? a joke. Um, there's a joke that we tell sometimes about when we baptize someone that they hold their wallet outside, <laughs> <laughs> outside the water, and so they're, they're, yeah. their finances are not are not uh, submitted to the Lordship. Theirs or ours? <laughs> what do you mean? Theirs or you, like we're, we keep talking about people as like personal. those people rather than us. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, is it easy uh, for you? Is listen, it, there, it's not, that's not easy for me. Yes, yeah. there was there was a time when Kay and I really had to pray about this. Like we just felt like. We're poor, Lord. We, we we can't we can't give a whole lot. And, but yeah. when you when you order your finances, mm. or your parenting, or your friendships, mm. or how you're entertained, or your marriage, the way that Christ tells us to order mm-hmm. our lives, it not again. It not only glorifies Him, and it is not only a witness to those who are watching and going. Wait a minute, you're you're not going out to dinner. Um, but you're supporting this this missionary, mm-hmm. yeah, like that doesn't even make sense. Like, let, let's go to dinner, <laughs> right? Um, but when we do that, um, it, there's just such peace, yeah. um, and everybody wants that, and yeah. the, and there's joy, and yeah. it it there's so many things that we don't. Sometimes we don't want to put our work. I mean, we work for the church, but sometimes we want to put God on the shelf and go, you know what? I'm going to work on this. I'm going to do this. You just sit tight for a little bit. And then we pick them back up on Sunday and bring them in or whatever. And I think that um, everything, Mm. everything submitted to him Mm -hmm. and prayed over. And and it takes it takes work. It's not just like we just blanketly go, "Okay, well, I'm going to submit everything to Christ. Like we pray through this, we mm-hmm. offer it to him. We give it yeah. back to him sometimes. Yeah. Our children sometimes. Sacrifice we take, is yes. not something that's not bloody. Right. Sacrifice is bloody. Yes. Sacrifice is giving up yes. something, and that hurts. Yeah. Hey, you have any things that yeah. jump out hurt that are yeah, like hard I mean, to? <laughs> probably everything that you just named. <laughs> right. Um, but I, you know, something that jumps out for me, I think I I want to be sufficient for me. Right. You know what I mean? I just pride and arrogance and things like that of mm-hmm. just. We're all we all have talents or abilities or whether it is money things or or just skills that we have or education knowledge smarts yeah. you know things like that. Um, we want to be sufficient for ourselves, and I definitely want to. I struggle with that. I fight mm-hmm. against um, just being able to rest in the Lord sometimes, right. and I think this is a passage that should create rest and thankfulness yeah. versus. That that human instinct to go, yeah, but mm. I need to or whatever. Right. Yeah. And certainly the Christian life is we must do things and we must serve and we must mm. love the Lord with all our hearts and, right. and act that out. But it starts with this fear of the Lord yeah. and a recognition of who he really is in our lives. And then again, nothing becomes off limits. I mean, if I'm being honest, I can look back over my life and there are times when any topic that you could go or any topic he names, he's going to name in Colossians, whether it be money, relationships, sex, uh, skills, talents, job, all these right. things that I had not submitted to the Lord, right? you know, and still struggle with so much in my life mm-hmm. of going, God, every day, just trying to go, God, I know you're in charge. Yeah. And I know you're Lord and I know right. you're God. Let me live like that, mm-hmm. you know. Teach me to live like that, and yeah. that's why we need His Word so badly. Yeah. Exactly, and to be in it every day. Yeah. yeah, because what we believe is how we act, yeah. right? Yes. And Absolutely. when the actions aren't matching what we say we yeah. believe, either we're not really believing it, right? Mm-hmm. Which is then more t- time for more truth. Let's be reminded, yeah. He right. is the visible image of the invisible God. Yeah. He is supreme. Yeah. He is sufficient. He is our Savior. Or then our actions aren't matching what we believe, then then we've got some actions that are trying to go rogue and change our beliefs. 
Right. And so yeah. that's where then, like you're saying, you, we, we sacrifice those. That's not pretty. That's not right. fun. Uh, but like as our, our lead pastor, Scott Moore, says uh, quite often, peace, you mentioned, peace is always on the other side of obedience. Yeah. yeah. Now, it might hurt. It might not be what you want to do. But man, that, that shalom, that Jewish yeah. word for all-encompassing right. peace, that kind of peace happens on the other side of obedience, right? right? Yeah. And that obedience is to a person yeah. who is Christ, and that is then the, who, who supplies that yeah. peace. It's not like you did something and then you got a prize for it. Right. It's that he is that sustaining peace. He is that shalom. Yeah. Right. And when you were obedient to him, sacrificial to him, right. he just unloads it on you, right? Like yeah. that is the kind of peace like I you're, want. You were talking about like addictions even or, or things that are so strong in our lives mm. sometimes. And again, right. I think, what do you need? You need a strong savior. You need you need a strong answer right. to that, right? And yeah, this passage right here is Paul's way of going. There's nothing stronger, mm-hmm. nothing better. There's exactly. nothing more sufficient for whatever this indwelling mm-hmm. thing is because we all have some stuff, right? We just all have some yeah. stuff. Um, man, such a great yeah. reminder. It, verse twenty again, it just says, and through him, uh, through Christ, God reconciled everything to mm-hmm. to God to Himself, right? And He, that would be God here. God made peace. With everything in heaven and on earth, we're on earth. Yep. Everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Mm-hmm. And uh, just this week in a meeting, we were talking about Christ's blood and yeah. certainly the atoning work that it does, um, but also that it's it's that rich um, divine holy detergent right. <laughs> that Christ's blood. <laughs> Really can wash all those sins right. away. It really can, and it only can if he's really God. Right. Exactly. That's exactly yeah, really right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We need. Yeah. It. I love it. Yeah. Okay. All right. We went. We went good on those. That's two questions. That's here. <laughs> That's right. The fourth of five questions. The fourth one then is: What do you think it looks like to live in such a way that reflects Jesus' authority over all things? Live in such a way. What is it? What is? What do you think it looks like? So practically, what does it look like in your life when you live in a way in which Jesus, his authority over your life is real? I'll say, um, I was talking with some students about this recently, just Christianity is not rocket science, you know, it's, it's submission to the Lord. And what does that look like practically? I mean, being in his word, right? really loving his word and trusting that this is right and good and, and, and prayer you know, and, and asking him and going to him for all things and community with his people. Mm-hmm. Paul's going to talk about all these things throughout Colossians. So, I mean, that's my short answer is just like doing the things and being submitted to the things that scripture teaches us to do, mm-hmm. Right. which, yeah, can be the hardest stuff in the world, but simple at the same time. It's, mm-hmm. it's not rocket science. Right. Um, just submission to him, mm-hmm. you know, in those, in those simple things. Mm. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Just, just doing what he says to do. And yeah. sometimes it's so countercultural. <laughs> like sometimes uh, when we talk about, you know, submitting to Christ in our, in our singleness or in our marriage or in our parenting, yeah. it's just so countercultural. Mm-hmm. Um, the things, the, the, the simple, but not mm-hmm. always easy right. plans that he lays out, mm-hmm. but submitting to him is humbling ourselves and saying, you are yeah. God. Mm-hmm. And if you have said whatever, and it makes no sense to me, like mm-hmm. it, I, I can, I'm a very logical person. And so if I start thinking, go, why, why would he, why would that be the rule? Like, why would he want that? Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't matter yeah. like, <laughs> because 
he is supreme. He's God. Yep. He gets to say. Mm-hmm. And he's creator, so yeah. he knows what yeah. works best. Mm-hmm. Right. Chapter 3, verse 9 says, don't lie to each other. Right. <laughs> That's it's like, I've just told you all this amazing deep theology. Yeah. He's like, don't lie to each other. <laughs> right. right. Because of that, Simple. don't lie to each other. And yes. There's nothing complicated about that. Right. It's very hard uh-huh. yeah. to live that way. Right. Yeah. But it's just going, do I really believe you are who you say you are? Mm-hmm. Then, uh, yes, sir. That's you know, exactly right. right. I'm going to stop lying and cheating right. and being whatever. Right. Yeah. And yeah. practically, what we what we want, I think, is, as humans, especially Americans, yeah. is, man, we love some freedom, right? Like we right. want freedom. That's exactly right. Individualism. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. In Colossians 2, verse 20, which we're not there yet, but we will get there. He says that you have, we have died with Christ, and he set us free from the spiritual powers of this world. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's how strong he is. He has power even over the things of this world. Right. If he has that kind of power over mm-hmm. the things of this world, then we are also then powerful from, uh, have a power over these things of this right. world. The addictions, the yep. whatever things, the man, I'm, I'm Poe. Right. But I'm content, right? right. Like, I have yes. what I need. Christ has, he's fulfilling. I don't, I'm not bound to, and I don't have to answer to those powers of the world. The right. spiritual powers that say, no, you want a little more. Exactly. You need just a little bit yeah. more. You know, like, no, I've got enough. Great. Then I'm going to give you some more. So you yeah. give it away to somebody else. Right. Like, that's how we'll use you then. <laughs> right. So yeah. anyway, I, like the, I like the idea of just being free. Yeah. What's the stronger power here? The stuff in the, the world stuff or the stuff in me or Christ? Right. Yeah. Right. Paul's just making this argument. Exactly. <laughs> it's Christ. <laughs> yeah, he wins yeah. every he time. Wins. <laughs> that's good. And, and gosh, man. I want him to win every time. I really do. I mean, sometimes I don't. I mean, sometimes yeah. I want me to win. Yeah. But that's not what's best. Yeah. And I do want I want what's best for for all of us. Okay, last question. What's been the biggest difference in your life? Uh, your life experience between knowing Jesus and not knowing him. So what's the biggest difference from when you didn't know Christ to knowing him now? Or maybe getting to know him better? Yeah, I would say knowing him better and better and better. Um I guys again, it's it's the not rocket science part of this to me, um, being in God's word regularly and knowing that he has so much he wants me to know of him, to teach me about him and some really practical things again there. So just like, stop lying, you know, um, that God's word has so like, that is the thing I always look back on to go. That has been the single most transformative thing in my life is his word that, I need it like I need food every Mm -hmm. day. And if I'm not putting my eyes on these kinds of truths and these kind of practical, even rules and laws, like Psalm 119 says, like, your rules are great. I love your rules. I love your laws because they're good for me. Right. And if I'm not putting my eyes on that every day, I'm a rogue, man. Like, I'll do some dumb stuff and I'll think dumb stuff and I'll start putting myself in that position of supremacy all of a sudden. Right. It's foolishness. But yeah, yeah, I, I would just say. I mean, the Bible, God's word, mm-hmm. I believe it's right and true and, and good. And, um, yeah, being able to see these things every day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you have a before and after? Type I, I, I think that mine is, um, just the peace, the rest in knowing that he is God Yeah, and I'm not, um, John Eldridge has this phrase that I love called the utter relief of holiness. <laughs> and it's like, once you <laughs> decide, like, like once you decide, all my chips are in. Like I am, I'm following Christ with uh, everything I can. And today I'm going to ask him what that looks like. And then tomorrow I'm going to wake up because I probably would have forgotten it. I'm going to wake up and do it again. But just this, this relief and this peace of knowing if he says it, 
then that's what I need to surrender to. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this relief in that, just this rest in that, in knowing that he is God. And I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't. He holds all things together. Yes. I don't have to have it (laughs) all figured out. That's exactly right. He says, step here, step here, step here. And it's like, okay. And so that is just peace. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you get in the way? Because we do, right? Like we want to get in the way and go... I know a little bit better than you do. It's this, it's this like promise. I, I've heard you say this before that sin makes promises it can't keep. Right. Right. And the promise yes. of sin is if you step in and act supreme, then you'll feel better and you'll be supreme. Right. That's sin going, that's you know, Satan going, you know, yeah, you're smart. Yes. You got it together. You can do this or whatever. You do, you step in, you do the thing, you whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden you do realize now I'm stressed. Now I'm worried. Now I'm fearful. Now yes. I'm angry. Now whatever. Yeah. Or I just messed up or I hurt somebody mm-hmm. or I hurt myself or I hurt right. whatever, my relationship with God. And sin made this promise that it couldn't keep. Yeah. And then I love the 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 rest of holiness of just yes. God's holy and he's sufficient. Yes. And he's supreme. Right. Stop it, Kurt. Yeah. Like you don't <laughs> right. have to try to be God. Yeah. It's the essential nature of sinfulness, right? Like we just want to be him. Exactly. And we're not. That was, yes. Yes. I was reading in Isaiah this morning and he's talking about how people will create these idols. They're made of wood or stone or whatever. And, and, and they lug them around like, like the, like the burden of these (laughs) idols sitting on your shoulder that you're having to take from place to place. Isaiah has a way of making you feel stupid. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. He's like, you, 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 you take a piece of wood and, and part of it, you cook your food over the other part, you whittle out and you make yourself an idol, but then you're having to bear this burden of this Mm -hmm. idol that you're carrying around. And, 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 and Jesus says, my yoke is light. Like, like, like my burden's light. Like Mm -hmm. come to me. Yeah. Um, and that's the biggest difference, you know, in my life has mm-hmm. been just this, I don't have to have it all figured out. I'm a control freak, but I don't have to have it all figured yeah. out. Like mm-hmm. he knows and he, he's faithful to lead. Mm. Like he's faithful. Even when I don't yeah. understand, he knows I don't understand. And he's yeah. going to correct me. He's going to, of course, correct me. He's going yeah. to help me if I'm looking to him. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. can carry your God around, he's not much of a. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's carrying Puny us. God. He's That's carrying a, us, right? Yeah. Yeah. He holds yeah. us together. Right. So good. Yeah. yeah. I, I think about um the before and after for me is probably just the thoughts that enter my head. Yeah. Like before I definitely just had my own thoughts, pride, mm-hmm. ego, mm-hmm. whatever. Like I and I wanted to think about those things, mm-hmm. right? Like you're like a drug. And and then when Christ is in you, when you're in Christ and and I'll say that in like when you are pursuing him, he's pursuing you. Right. Right. Like he's pursuing you. Yeah. Like the hound of heaven. Right. Calls him. <laughs> but, but when you are pursuing Christ, yeah. right. When you're are submitting yourself at his, just on your knees in his word. And I'm just going to rattle off some spiritual disciplines. Like if you're, you're taking times of solitude, if you're, mm-hmm. you're taking times of just extended prayer, if you're praying multiple times through the day, even yeah. that, if you're fasting something, right. all these things have a way of, bringing your attention to the place it should be. Memorizing yeah. and meditating on Scripture. Yes. And so then your yeah. thoughts change. Yeah. And if your thoughts are changing, that's what you believe. Right. And if your thoughts are changing, what you believe is changing, then your actions will will follow. Right. So, uh, and, and just, again, getting ahead of ourselves, but Colossians 3, when uh, Paul talks about this new life, just in 3.1, he says, since you, us again, have been raised to new life with Christ, then he says, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Verse two, think about things of heaven, not things of earth. Right. Yeah. Just think about things of heaven. Because that's where our identity is anyway. <laughs> yeah. You're with says, You've right. died to this life. You've yeah. died to this life. Right. Right. So don't be a slave to that. You're you're free. Like you said before, you're free to the powers of this world. Right. 
And so fill your heart and your mind with things above. Right. Think on these things, yes. rest in these things, yeah. and let those things then change the way in which you act. Then the fruit of the Spirit, if you want to rattle them off from Galatians, right? This right. <laughs> Peace and love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and faithfulness. Don't have control. All those things are the outpouring of Christ in us, yes. right? Like when we are yes. thinking those things and submitted to those things. Right. So when I catch myself thinking of things of the world, and look, man, I got a old, beat up, paid for truck, and every time I see a new truck, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> gosh, that looks so nice. But I go think about the cost of that, right? Like that's not. I don't mean just the financial cost. Right. The cost it would be to me. I would think about it. It would just be all in my head all the time. Yeah. So I don't want to think of that. I yeah. want to think of the yeah. things of heaven. Let Christ reign and, right. and just submit ourselves to him. Yeah. And thinking the things of heaven, I was thinking is, is not circumstantial. Like that's good news. Um, and that's good advice, whether you're in great, great times or whether you're in really tough times. Right. Yeah. Because life yeah. happens. And when we take and we remember that heaven awaits us, mm-hmm. that our savior is in heaven and he's going, I can't wait till you get here. Like, You've already been raised. With that's Christ. exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. So mm-hmm. when we remember, when we separate those eternal things from the temporal, because they are temporal, mm-hmm. um, it's it how, changes everything. It's how Paul can end the letter with, "Remember my chains." Yes, because <laughs> that's I'm, right. Because that's the situation I'm gosh, in right now. Yeah. Hey, give me yeah. that pen right quick. I want to. I, I know. <laughs> I know you're writing this down. Whoever's writing it down, I don't know right. who it was writing it down for him, but yeah. maybe Epaphras. But Timothy. Timothy's writing it yeah. down. Hey, Timothy, give me the pen right quick. Yes. The end of the letter is all personal yeah. people's names. Right. And it says, I'm signing this in, in chains. I'm signing this with my own hand because yep. you people, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I miss you. I love you. I've even met you. And I love yeah, you. I love like, you. And yeah. I want you to hear yeah. the very last line. May God's grace be with you. Yeah. So great conversation today, guys, I man. Know. Thank you so much. And look, uh, whoever's watching the podcast, may God's grace be with you. Yeah. May his grace and peace be on you. Uh, if I could give a blessing to you, I would. Um, but that is that's the work mm. for Christ, and um, and is our desire uh, that you will know Him more, uh, that you will be in Christ and Christ in you. And mm. you know, if anything from this one, just just remember, Christ is everything. Yeah, in me. Yep. changing everything. Yes, all right. Love it. Amen. Love it. Thanks, guys, for being here today, and uh, thank look, you. Look forward to seeing everybody at church yeah. Sunday. Yep.